0: following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network.
1: Thursdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are presented by Josh Garvey and his team at Dorn Mayhew. They're one of the world's top accounting, CPA, and business firms. Their world headquarters are in Troy, Michigan, on the east side of the state. And Josh and his team are based in downtown Grand Rapids at the Dorn Mayhew West Michigan office. Thursdays on The Huge Show are presented by Dorn Mayhew. What's up, Michigan? It is hour number three on a Thursday broadcast. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. John Vanderwaal, former major leaguer, played with Bonds and Jeter. In studio for a couple more segments. Talking Tigers, spring training, Major League Baseball stories, including Shohei Otani homering in his Dodgers debut in spring training. And also the expansion uh, of Major League Baseball. I'll be curious in America where they go. Nashville seems like a, a natural uh, destination. Charlotte uh, could be in the mix. Uh, I know they have these dreams of team in Mexico City or the international flair. Or someday like Tokyo or whatever. I like the NFL playing these games in Brazil. Except Never me. had to happen
2: in Mexico City.
1: No, I, I mean, I don't... What, what do you think, through all your travels, because a lot of these, when I say Nashville, Charlotte, you know, even Oklahoma City, you know, they, they've been minor league baseball towns, good baseball towns for a long time. Uh, who do you think would be at the, the front uh, in terms of um, expansion? Because the owners are going to want to bring in new money. They're going to want to, you know, the other owners get paid when you bring in new franchises, who do you thinks at the top of the list? Vegas and Nashville? Vegas, so oh, there's yeah, Vegas is another one. A- A's well, the A's fell apart with their deal. Yeah, but uh, the A's are How does Tampa, but now Tampa's getting a new stadium in Tampa, so they're not going anywhere.
2: Y- yeah, but they're still you still have to battle with there's a thousand more things to do than go watch baseball in Florida during the summer. They, they, there's so many different activities.'re always the Florida teams are always going to have trouble with attendance
1: and somebody would pay big money uh, for an expansion fee, not moving an existing franchise, but some group to come in and have Vegas. Cause look how successful the Knights and even the Raiders not, you know, Knights have been Stanley cup champions. Raiders haven't played good football, but a beautiful stadium, oh, great, things awesome, great destination. And yeah. And you do a ballpark like they do in Phoenix where it can close when it's really hot. Right? I,
2: I believe there's, Oakland will still end up being going over there. I mean, I, I think the o, the Oakland A's ownership is a disaster anyway.
1: So why don't they just sell to another group? Well, they should. Right, and make a ton of money and let that group then they should. go work out a deal with them. Absolutely. Right?
2: It, the, the organization's a disaster. The Coliseum is a disaster. The city of Oakland is a disaster. It's a disaster. So... How can you have a big league team and still play in Oakland? I'm sure they haven't done anything to that stadium. I'm sure if I walked into the visiting clubhouse there, I bet it'd be the same as it was when I did in 19 or 2002. Yeah,
1: you know, it'd be the same thing. They'd be better off playing like a UNLV's college stadium right now. Well, seriously,
2: <laughs> they're only getting six thousand a game. Right? They're, they're, their their tennis was I mean. worse than a lot of the AAA. So it, it does need to happen. They're not paying. it They're not putting enough money in. The ownership's not putting enough money in the team. It's a hundred loss team again. It's just it's a fiasco. Yeah, Nashville or I mean Vegas is the logical one because it's still out west, so you don't have to rearrange the divisions. You move them to Nashville now, you've got a problem because you can't they can't be a West Coast team now. You can't be playing L.A. and and Seattle and in in that in that area code. So yeah, I would say Vegas. It's going to happen, but you know, how many years down the
1: road. Their, their lease is up like next year, so they got to do something. And Charlotte has a ton of money in downtown, a lot of banks and everything there. And Nashville has pretty good ownership. Was not Was it Dabrowski or somebody was helping an ownership group? I think even Kid Rock was involved uh, with that, where they already put together the money people, the potential leadership to say, we're ready to go. And they've been pretty good at NHL, uh, MLS soccer, at that level. But Vegas, I don't know, and I'm 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 wondering this with how much the NBA will use Vegas for like summer league, uh, all-star game, whatever it is, how there's not with the success of the Knights in the NHL and the Raiders moving there, how there already is in a major league baseball and NBA franchise in Vegas right now.
2: I, I would agree with you on that. The only thing with baseball is is the altitude. Even the ball flies out of that place in Vegas, too. So you're going to have not quite a Denver with, like playing like with, uh, with the Colorado Rockies, but it's pretty similar to the same effect on a baseball. But the city is great. They would support they would support their organization and what a great destination for the visiting teams that come in there's going to be a lot of fans that want to go into Las Vegas and watch your team play and
1: enjoy the city. Who what was the best city uh, in your in, in your entire major league career? Not that you not the team you played for, but the city you love going to.
2: I love going to New York. But that was back when New York was safe, you know, when they had you could I mean there's virtually no crime and they had it locked down and um it was just an awesome it was awesome to see that many people in a such a small confined place and how they loved their sports teams. They love the Yankees, either a Yankee fan or a Met fan, but man, they are passionate fans. It's cool to walk around the city. It's cool to go to the stadium, it's cool to get Razz there when you're a visitor. I mean it was just it was there was just something about New York, and you played there for a while. And I, right? played, I was fortunate enough to be able to play there for a year. It's just a, it's a great it was a great place to play. And when I played there, it was it was everyone wanted to go play in New York.
1: What was the worst city um, to travel to during your major league career?
2: Well, it was where I started, and it wasn't so much the the bad, but Montreal. When you when you got to go across the border and you got to Montreal was kind of. I want to say it was tough, but I played there for a couple of years, and then when you had to go through customs, and then you had to you had to go through all of the rigmarole. It
1: it just. I mean, they 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 protect their border.
2: Yeah, I know it's a shocker.
1: Isn't wow, it? Yeah. that's interesting. Yeah, I've tried to get into Canada or get in or on your way back.
2: Yeah. Well, I yeah. So. That's kind of that was kind of a, a tough. Pl- it wasn't a tough place to go to, but it was just different. And yeah, when I when I scouted, yeah, I I always get stopped at the border. What are you doing here? Well, I'm scouting for whatever team I was, and I'm going to watch them play the Blue Jays. And then I would sit there. And have to talk about the Toronto Blue Jays for five minutes with the Canadian border officials. It was it was crazy. They wouldn't ask me anything, but they'd ask me about the Blue Jays and hold the line up for like a minute and a half. And I am like sitting there. There is like forty
1: three people in
2: line, yeah, and then we're talking baseball well, for a minute. I, and a half. You know,
1: I, I, maybe our government could call Canada and ask them about uh, security. Uh, but borders. I mean, yeah, the,
2: f- the first thing was, why, what, what are you doing here? Why, why are you coming in here? I mean, they, yeah, they they're, they want to know, and we just give the Queen's a wave. People, hey, you want a phone and seven thousand dollars, and we'll even put you up in a hotel for seventy-seven. With three
1: days. with three meals a day. Yeah, yeah, with a per and deem. if you don't like the meal, with a per diem, that's better than most AAA baseball players. Yeah. And then they now, yeah, yeah, now they,
2: and then now they don't like the food, so they got to change it. I I don't know. Uh,
1: That's nice. Meanwhile, I got a little box of lucky (sighs) charms that used to be three times the size, and they're charging the same price. I'm not going to go down there, or we're going to try and take care of other countries and protect their borders, but not protect ours first. I'm all about helping the rest of the world, but let's put America first. Let's rebuild our school systems. Let's give those kids in public schools and inner cities a chance. Let's protect our border and allow natural immigration. You apply for it. Why do you want to come to the country? And I'll welcome the world. We could put a new uh, Ellis Island to the south. We can let people come experience America, but I ask you today, put America first. Instead of $61 billion to Ukraine, how about we put $61 billion into our inner city school systems in the poor and urban areas in this country? Yeah, yeah. Man. I'm ready to go, man. Let's go. (laughs) That's like a pregame speech. Uh, Mr. Simonson has uh, announced he has withdrawn his candidacy 16 to 38. Kind of killed that dream. Elvis has left the building. Oh, man. I just feel that way. I mean, you're talking about how tough it is at the border. Meanwhile, you're breaking down Blue Jays tonight with (laughs) the Royal Canadian Mounted Guard, whatever they're called (laughs) in Canada. Jeez. So, West Michigan, here's a question. You're from here. And speaking of expansion in sports, I've always wondered, will... With it's a top forty TV market, almost as big as San Antonio. Is it really? I, yes, because it includes Kalamazoo, Holland, Muskegon, oh, Grand okay. Rapids is a TV market. All right, you know all the Weather Girls, so it includes all mm-hmm. those all those cities. Not Major League Baseball because the Tigers fans are too entrenched. Wings fans are too connected. You see it with the Griffins and the Wings both playing great hockey right now. Uh, Pistons. You know, I've said this. There's two sports I believe where we could be a major league city, and it looks like we're going to get a a AAA ish soccer team in the next two to four years. Stadium looks awesome, right? They're building, or going to build an amphitheater stadium downtown Gr. I've said it it would be MLS soccer, but now they, you know, they're getting big stars and they want big markets, and we we should have got in like Green Bay, one of the grandfathered early teams, right? Well I'm talking when Green Bay joined the NFL um, when it was smaller cities. All right. Yep. And so I I I think it could be the DeVosses own Orlando, right? The DeVos family owns their Orlando Magic in the NBA. Their their home base is still here, family, and they do amazing things uh, for people and individuals and businesses that they could do like an art model where he got the Baltimore franchise. But then Cleveland was sold. So the NBA would allow him to move Orlando to Grand Rapids. The Grand Rapids Magic name fits. Uh, what? A, wow, that is pretty cool. And Orlando then is open for bid to potential other buyers. And now the last signature for West Michigan that is missing is being a major league city because baseball it's never going to happen. Tigers fans like you said the Wings and eh. Pistons I think with you know the decade and what they've done it would be easy to say this is our own and then MLS soccer that AAA soccer if they grow they're drawing uh, it's kind of like Detroit FC um Detroit City and you know it's that would be it and that's one thing missing. I think it would change downtown. I know they've brought restaurants, hotels, everything but Key is, can you support it, right? That would yeah, be it. you have to be able to support it. I mean, I would I would definitely, if it was called the Grand Rapids Magic and they
2: were downtown, I'd go to a game. I mean, I'd come down here.
1: I'd get season tickets. Yeah, I probably would, too. I, I really would. I, it would be the NBA, Grand Rapids Magic. And I think because of the TV market size. Well, how are they how are they doing in Orlando? Well, they do good. They got that Amway Center. They got. Well, that, are they selling it out there? I don't know. I mean, it's Orlando. There's a lot to do down there.
2: Yeah, there right? is. I mean, that that's... It's a tough place to have, have sports teams.
1: Well, that's why it's, there's no other – there's not Major League Baseball. There might be double-A – I don't know, Southern League's not even Jacksonville
2: around. has a double-A club. Orlando used to have a double-A club with the Twins. In the Southern
1: League, right? Yes, yeah. but they don't anymore. No, that's why – Pensacola's a double-A double a city. It is now, yeah, yeah in the handle. So, you, you, yeah, you don't have any other major league sports in that city. You have soccer, MLS, Orlando City. Uh that would be it.
2: You know, football's a different game because you're going to you're you're going to pack you should pack it every So Sunday.
1: then the city would step up and give them the state of the art Gazillion Dollar Arena which then is used for concerts, events, signature right on the river. Grand Rapids Magic sounds good. It Doesn't does. It does. You better start working on that. I already am we're behind the scenes, John.
2: It does. I mean, honestly, the name is. Awesome. That's, why that's why we bought you cool. a
1: pizza for lunch. Because I'm going to ask you for twelve point seven million dollars when we're done with this segment. Probably the best pepperoni pizza I've had. It. It was that was really good. Is that Uccello's? Oh downtown? yeah, Yeah, Superfly. I owe him. He went and got it. He always what he does is he buys it or I buy it. Tell him I'm going to pay for it, and then he puts the rewards number on his phone, well, and all of a sudden he's like eating free. Cheese bread for a year. He's a smart player. He is. He does. Oh, I got it. And then I'll send him like Apple, pay him some money. I know his routine. You've got to launder money somehow. Let's not talk about the government right now, please. We <laughs> We're discussing baseball. With John Vanderwall, the former major leaguer. Uh, Tigers. I was talking with Ben from the front office. The one thing that still hasn't clicked are the fans coming back. And I'm talking in droves. You'll get the Saturday, Sunday, it's 80 degrees, you're taking your kids' schools out, summer baseball, you're going to go watch. I think the one thing missing is when do the fans come back and start going to Tigers games and make appointments to watch it on Valley Sports Detroit or now uh, on the app? I think what they did to us as fans two years ago
2: was abominable. When they told us that the – Build was over, and we're going to compete. And I mean, I said they weren't. And they're, I mean, that was
1: Avila's last
2: stand, right? It was, but they weren't ready.
1: The rebuild was over. That's when Torque and Green, two years ago, were
2: on the cover uh, of Sports Illustrated, and they have never played a, a pitch in the big leagues. And they're going to, boo yeah, they're going to come in and take this town over. And they got Baez and AJ's making all these moves, and this team is great. And they stunk. And I think people still, that that's in their craw, that they stunk. And just the way that the years before that, that they went about trying to rebuild this club was not good. I think they're doing a much better job now. It's going to take time for Tiger fans to come back, to go downtown, to watch a ball game, to fill that place up. It's going to take some time, and it will start to happen if – they go on a hot streak here, get, you know, 10, 12, 14 games over 500 and blow the top off of the season, which they could do. They could do. They, there is talent enough to do that. If they do that and they come into the summer, school's out, and they're 10, 12, 14 games over 500 in the first place in the Central, I believe that, that the fans will, will will come back and sell that place out. But I, I, there's a lot of people who are still mad about what they did to us two years ago.
1: Well, and you haven't built – you know, Torque is close – Cole Keith will have to earn it. But, you know, players where you're like, okay, I want to go down there because I want to see this guy pitch or I want to see this guy hit. And the Tigers, since, you know, we go back 2006, you've had the JVs, you've had the Scherzers, you had, you know, Miguel, obviously. You've had a lot of players that were worth the drive anywhere in Michigan to Detroit Who who – Who's the draw right now for the Tigers that makes you... All right, so John, take yourself away from being a former major leaguer. You're John Vanderwall, your kids, your son and daughter are young again. You and your wife are working at Amway. And And I love baseball. And you love baseball. So these current Tiger players are going to make you A, by season tickets, B, by a set of tickets for a game... Or C make regular trips. Who on the Tigers right now is ticket worthy? Probably Scooble. Watch him pitch. Torque swing, maybe. Nah, I, I'm still. I no. mean
2: there's no, there's no bona fide superstar in that lineup. So that could, that,
1: that's my point then about the the reason yeah, why good the fans. players, but.
2: I think it's coming. I, you know, I think Green can be that guy. He's just got to be able to stay. Would Tark be
1: that guy if he starts know, it, in 35, 40 dingers? Right? There's still, there's
2: still scouts out there that still don't think that he is a why. Um, the swing. I think too long. Yeah. I there's some, there's some things in there. They so there's an A, B, C. There's an A one. B1, C1, A2, B2. So one's better than two, obviously. But that's how you're, that's how you're judged.
1: So there's so, actually sheets that say that? Like
2: Yeah, you've you got to write reports on. you got to put a number on somebody. What I have heard from people that have the Tigers organization is that they think he is like a C1 player, which is a very good player on a non-championship caliber team
1: which is the Detroit Tigers. Because you right? scouted, right? You yeah. um, so, you've scouted so for multiple C1. teams, right? Now you
2: start going B1, B2. That's a really good player. That's a really, really good player on a contending team. A, B, a B1, B2. A1 would be like Trout. So do the Tigers have any A's or B's? You have it, a potential with Scooble, but Scooble's been injured all the time. So, you know, Scooble's probably like a B1, B2, I would say. That's probably a two starter. Where's right? Green at? Uh, he's another guy. He's he's probably pretty, he's probably right now is a C one. He's probably C one right now, and you could project him out if he ever can stay healthy as like a B one or B two. He I, don't, I he's not a He's not an A player. He's probably a B two B one, which is an upper level player. But he's he's to me he's a good player. I don't see him as an A. He, he's not an all star. I mean, he is an all star, but he's not an. He's not an Otani. He's any, not a Trout.
1: Are there any potential, not Otani Trouts or as good as anybody ever, I'm talking potential all-stars that you've seen from the Tigers farm system or with this team who could grow into that lower A, B major league level player?
2: I'd say B players. I wouldn't. There's nobody on this no club ace? that can be an no,
1: A. No future superstar, no. right?
2: But you do have, I think – in. I don't agree with the people, the scouts that say that he's a, that Torque's a C1. I think Torque could be a B2, you know, B1, maybe possibly he's right. I think, I think he can develop into that. I think green can definitely develop into that. So you know, those two, I have no idea what Colt Keith is. You know, I I don't think they do. That's why it's just, I'm astonished that you give that guy that kind of money. I mean, it blows my mind that you do that. That's just dumb. Um, Let's see who else is out there. Those two are really good. And it, other than that, you know, we'll we'll see what some of these younger guys are. But yeah, are Carpenter guys. looks
1: like the journeyman major leaguer, right? Now, let's
2: see what he does this year. I mean, I, let's give him another year because he's got that drop. He's got that funky swing, but his hands are so good that he gets away with it. But let's see if let's see what happens this year and and see how the pitching adjusts to him. Um, he didn't hit a lot of home runs in the in in the last month and a half. He had a great beginning and in a middle, but his his back end wasn't that good. And typically, your back end should be pretty good because you had were in such an awful organization that they were bringing up they were bringing up a lot of pitchers back and forth. So you should have been facing some C pitchers or three, four, five, a lot of three, four, five starters. So let's see what he does. The other thing. Excuse me. The other interesting thing about the Tigers, if you look at their schedule, they're not starting in the American League East this year. So that's another benefit.
1: You know, one thing about the team, to try to get out that, to and listening start. to you being a former Major League Baseball <laughs> scout, that if you don't have those star players and you're hoping your farm system develops them, you know, and they're saying, "Well, look what Atlanta has done, or what Houston did." But you now, no, Houston added veterans. So you, you reach a point. So and and, and I want to hold this for our our final segment together. At what point now do you try and add those superstar free agents, those A B players, to complement what you've built up? How far away are the Tigers from that? John Vanderwall in studio, former major leaguer, talking Tigers, MLB. You have a baseball question at Huge Show on Twitter. The Huge Show on Facebook. From
0: Detroit to Petoskey,
1: this show is huge. It's time to go on the court with Anthony Bellino.
2: It's a new day to celebrate and be free. It's a new day full of action and excitement because it's a new day for winning only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. It's a new day. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com. The biggest story in college hoops this weekend isn't on the court during the game, but what's taken place for decades following the conclusion of a big game, the court storm. Now, court storming has been around for a very, very long time. But after Duke's Kyle Filipowski escaped the mob of Wake Forest without serious injury, the question of fans entering the playing surface following the conclusion of a big game is back on the front page. Now, I've been a part of a couple of these in both basketball and at the Big House for football. And although it is fun and magical, the videos and the photos afterwards are great. I think it's time we move past it all. It creates an environment that has the potential for hostility.
1: And it seems like most coaches are in favor of removing the longstanding, unofficial college tradition. Bill Simonson here for Flying Ace Craft Spirits. You can chart your own course with small batch American-made whiskeys. And also, they're connected to Folds of Honor here in Michigan, providing four scholarships this year through Flying Ace Craft Spirits to the children of men and women injured or killed in combat. Look for Fly and Ace craft spirits in that small batch of American-made whiskeys in different flavors at local stores or ask for it at your local pub, bar, or restaurant. Fly and Ace exists at the intersection of independence and precision. They distill fine spirits for Mavericks, the adventurous, the cunning, and the bold. You can find out more and also order online if you're 21 and up at flyinaspirits.com or look for it in stores all across Michigan or at your local bar, pub, or restaurant. There's a new player in town. Hi, I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver, and I'm talking about Eagle Casino and Sports, the real money mobile casino. It's so easy to play. You can go from wager to winner to wallet just like that.
2: Sign up now and we'll match your deposit up to $1,500. Or you can get a risk-free bet up to $1,000.
1: Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. We are back on the huge show across Michigan. Thursday conversation with former major leaguer John VanderWaal. Lives in West Michigan. Grew up in Hudsonville. Went to Western Michigan University to play baseball. Illustrious career. Also been a scout coach. Now just enjoying life in studio with us. Last segment we were talking about you as a former scout and what they rate players A1, 2, 3, B, C, D, E down the list. So we were looking at potential A players that the Tigers have. And based on what they paid Cole Keith, you said something interesting at the break that they're expecting him to become an A player.
2: Well, if I'm paying somebody that kind of money, that's what I'm forecasting you to be an A player because you're buying them out of their arbitration years. So you're expecting this guy to be so good that you needed to take this big a chance to save yourself some money in the long run, which I think is a little, absolutely ludicrous. But they're thinking he's going to be an A player. Now, I have no idea what he's going to be. He could be. He could be the greatest thing since sliced bread. I, I don't know. I haven't seen him play. But you do need that superstar. You do need that. And for me, if I'm looking at their lineup, their, their, their rotation and stuff, you've got Manning. you got Matt Manning there, who I think if you put him with one of your top prospects you could put him in a trade with somebody and you'd have to go and look at some of these teams that aren't forecast to do very well like you're not going to get a trout but i don't know how good the the angels are going to be you gotta look at a team that's not very good who might want to get rid of a star player who's really good and would take uh matt manning and a prospect for whoever this to unload the contract to right? unload the contract and the talent now I haven't gone through because we were just talking about that. Because I, I do think that they are short. There's a, they're, they're definitely short. Now, do you want to spend that on a pitcher or do you want to spend that on a position player? Because I still think there's going to be a question mark in center field. You know, you hope that Parker comes out because Parker can can play some defense. Is he going to be able to hit? You don't know yet. I, it's at such a small sample size of the month of September in a brutally bad league that with bad pitching you know, can he survive? I hope he can because he's a great kid, but you don't know. So you're still you're still a couple pieces away possibly. Now that piece could come in June or July if they're 15 games over 500 and six games, you know, up on second place. Now you need that pitcher. You need maybe another bat, which as a Tiger fan, let's be – we've got some celebra- we got some celebrating to do because it'll be, in the past we were never in this this area now i think that they have enough there that this could happen i'm still forecasting 75 games but they could get on a roll if they don't get injured there's no injuries they could get on a roll and they, they could do something
1: and they're in the weakest division in pro baseball yes and you ask yourself and then we were talking about young teams that have uh, built through their minor leagues, and then they get to a point where they know they got to add those A, B players to take them over the top. Right. You've seen it with Houston. Uh, Atlanta had guys flourish into A players, and they added uh, more talent. How far away do you think the Tigers are from that potential trade with Manning of knowing they need a A pitcher, they need a high B uh, bat in that lineup? I
2: would say I've always seen you know, how it is. It's like, what's un momento mean? One moment, right? So one, one moment can be, you know, seven seconds or seven years. You know, you don't know. But we've always been. It's been two to three years. I think it's next year. The way things are going now, if you don't have a lot of injuries, in in Scoobles, he's, he's, a, he's one of the big ones, though. I mean, he's got to stay healthy. And job is what they advertise. It's next year that they could they could really make a run, possibly. But it's got to go. Everything that they're doing now, you can't hit any road bumps here. So.
1: And Cole Keith has got to show this year. He was worth the investment. Yeah,
2: and I don't want to see the OBS instead of the batting averages and the starting lineups. To remember that last year, where when they, they were they, hiding the bat, were hiding batting Tarleton Tarleton, averages, right? Yeah, his OBS was whatever because he was hitting a buck eighty, and I'm like. I want to throw the remote for the TV going, you guys are, anyway.
1: So the the control of the Tigers, and whether it's Hinch or whoever, where these fans are pretty educated, Tiger baseball fans. They are. And they can smell things like that. They can see it. I don't think you win over the fan base. I think transparency wins at the end of the day. And I agree with you that this year in the worst division in baseball, that if Torque and goes next step and Green stays healthy and Colt Keith looks like an everyday major leaguer, the next winner is probably when they add the bat and add the arm to I the agree. rotation, right? And,
2: and I hear all the negatives about the ownership of the Tigers, but I really believe he'll spend the money. I I, I really do. And when the I, time is right. When the time is right. The time isn't I mean he was buttered into the, we're ready to compete two years ago, too, and went out and spent all that money on the pitcher and, and – On and, and, and Rodriguez, right. And it fell right. flat. So you've got to be able to also convince him that this isn't going to happen again. And they are way better off now than they were two years ago when they were trying to sell us,
1: you know – Where are they better when they tried to say the rebuild the was over two years ago where you, you will say to this team now going into spring training first – week or so of spring training that they're better where where do you think they're better as a franchise i offensively
2: i i they've they've got some consistency in the lineup I, i think that is to me was is the biggest thing because their pitching was always pretty good because the hitting was so bad that triple a arms that we had in the target organization were up in the big leagues getting hitters out and that had did happen for the last what 2 3 years that the offense has been so god awful that you could literally have triple a pitchers starters being somewhat successful in the, they were not somewhat they were successful here and it was only because how bad the hitting was and that is going to change that is going to change but the hitting the hitting has to Come through, and it, it has come through, and and to me that is where they've gotten a lot better.
1: I agree; they're still young, uh, but you know we've we're seeing a replay, uh, and this is where I think the fans are cautious, and that may be an understatement. And we've heard the rebuild is almost over, or now the rebuild is over, and then they bottom out, and they bring in Rodriguez and Baez yeah. and you're thinking, okay, this is it now; they're uh, the go button. They can win the. You know, we heard AL Central was down, Cleveland, White Sox shedding talent. And, you know, Correa, the Twins emerge. uh, They use their farm system, picked up uh, some key guys and still are the team to beat. So it'll be interesting. Uh, John Vanderwell, by the way, former major leaguer uh, throughout the season, talking Tigers, MLB uh, in-studio calls uh, West Michigan home. So before we are finished, I want to ask you this question. When you were growing up, you became a major leaguer. So your first MLB hero, who was it for John Vanderwall? Alan Trammell. Alan Trammell. First swing that you copied? Well, he was
2: right-handed. I was left-handed. But he was, yeah. He was, he was a man. You know, another one who I always liked because I think it was his name was Aurelio Rodriguez. Yes.
1: You know yeah. Oh, some Third baseman. So your first Major League Baseball game that you remember, how old were
2: you? Uh, probably like 10, 11 years old, 10 years old. Mm. We went to a doubleheader Seattle Mariners doubleheader on a Sunday. Yeah, at the Old Tiger Stadium. And remember when they did schedule doubleheaders back then. You know, people don't realize, I mean, Bad they day. do our average. Bad rates. day
1: with doubleheaders. Bad day. And or, the kids all banging on the seats with yeah, the bats.
2: Or like the Tigers would only televise 45 games a year. You only had had 45 games that you could watch the Tigers during a summer in the 80s, in the early 80s. Yes. And when the Tigers were on, that was a treat. I mean, that was a huge treat. And they, you know, in late 70s, early 80s, they weren't that good. But did you play at the old Tiger Stadium? I never did. That was one place I always wanted to play. Well, oh, no yeah.
1: Where you watch your first game. Hey, good stuff uh, today, JV. Awesome. man. We'll talk soon, okay? Thanks, brother. Yeah, John Vanderwell, former Major Leaguer in studio, talking Tigers and Major League Baseball. If you ever have a Tigers comment or question for John or myself, at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook.
0: Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Leonard Skinner ZZ
2: Top Friday, August 9th at Soaring Eagle Casino The Sharp Dressed Simple Man Tour Leonard Skinner and ZZ Top Tickets start at $38 and are on sale now at the box office at
1: etix.com Part of the Soaring Eagle Summer Outdoor Concert Series Leonard Skinner and ZZ Top Friday, August 9th at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort Huge here for my good friend Drew and the crew at Impact Power Sports. Now, they're located on 14 Mile Road in Rockford, just north of Grand Rapids here on the west side of the state. They are Michigan's newest Yamaha go-to golf cart dealer. Now, if you're looking for a golf cart for the neighborhood, the business, the golf club, maybe that second home or the lake, stop by and see Drew and the crew. They can hook you up today at Impact Power Sports. They also have e-bikes, quads, side-by-side, Yard toys for the big boys and the big girls. Anything you need when it comes to power, they have it at Impact Power Sports on 14 Mile Road in Rockford. Also, if you want a shot at winning Lomas Browns, Lions Golf Cart, a custom-built Lions Golf Cart, text Impact to 21000 that's impact to 21000 and you could win lomas brown's lions golf cart this summer from impact power sports and the huge show
0: merc perks from mercantile bank is here merc perks checking has all you need to plan your busy lifestyle You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports
1: Network. It's time for another edition of Moving Ferris Forward. Each and every week we get together with Dr. Bill Pink and other leaders at Ferris State University who are helping move Ferris forward, and for over 30 years, Tia Brandel wilhelm has been one of the top volleyball coaches in America. She heads up the Ferris State Women's Volleyball Program. They advanced to the NCAA Division II Sweet 16 this past fall, also won the Great Lakes Intercollegiate GLIAC Conference Tournament Uh the school's 12th consecutive uh, championship and 27th all time NCAA tournament appearance. And what's pretty cool is the team now is headed overseas for a 10 day trip against international competition. That trip will start in May to Spain and Portugal for competition and education. And Coach uh, Brandel Wilhelm is standing by here on another edition of Moving Ferris Forward. How are you doing, Tia?
0: I'm doing really good. Thank you. Thanks for having us here.
1: All right. Well, longevity uh, is something we don't see a lot in coaching today at the college level. You'll see it at a high school, or somebody uh, will be there for decades. Uh, what's been the key to your longevity at Ferris State University?
0: Well, it doesn't feel like I've been here that long. When people start adding up those years, I'm always always a little bit astounded. Um, I think you know. I think Ferris is just a great place to be. It's the kind of university where you know people really care about you and what you're doing um, they really care about the students so you know it's it's really fun to be a part of that um, as part of the students lives and you know i think coaching at this level in, the, in division 2 we just have you just have a lot of opportunities to to make a difference in people's lives and still try to achieve You know, really big championships and things like that. So, I think there's this challenge every year that makes it feel fresh and new and exciting. So, you know, when you when you say when you start sounding making you know 28 years of coaching things like that, it's astounding to me because it feels like five or 10.
1: Yeah, one thing Ferris has done uh, with all sports and especially volleyball, the commitment to the program for upgrading facilities. You now have your own volleyball arena and the recent expansion and growth there with athletic facilities at Ferris. That's a pretty cool place.
0: Yeah, it is. It's a beautiful gym. It's a beautiful place. And uh, we've always had our own gym, but it was, well, for 41 years, we had our own gym and Ferris was one of the first in the country to have a gym that was, you know, primarily for volleyball. But, um, you know, it was a little small, and and it was just really like this. This new facility is just amazing to play in, and it's it's great for our fans. It's a really it's a really cool place for people to watch the game and feel a part of the action.
1: Tia Brandel Wilhelm is the head coach of the Ferris State Women's Volleyball Program. Joining us on another edition of Moving Ferris Forward, each and every week, we talk to Dr. Bill Pink, the president of Ferris, and other leaders like. Coach Brando Wilhelm, who are moving Ferris forward. Uh, this ten-day trip to Spain, Portugal, competition, education, uh, showing your team other parts of the world. Uh, talk about this trip, how it came about, and what it will be like for Ferris State volleyball on and off the court.
0: Well, I'm so excited for the trip. This is something that you know we have wanted to do for years, and. Um, we're just—I feel really, really blessed that we have a, an administration that's you know, supporting it. We've had so many people across campus that have, you know, worked hard to make this trip come together, and um, i you know, we're really excited about that. I think it is going to be—it's um, educational. We've we've started a trip class already, so um, we have this wonderful professor in our languages that's been teaching. Um, every, every week, she brings um, new information and, and is teaching the players about the culture and the history and, um, you know, just different parts of both Spain and Portugal. And I'm really excited because they're, you know, for a lot of our players, it's a new experience to travel abroad, and it's a new experience to just, you know, to, to be in a different culture and, and to, you know, have to learn some new language and things like that i'm also really excited for the plane. i mean it's going to be a good opportunity for them to play some different competition and to play in a different kind of environment and you know sports in europe is just a lot different than in the united states so i think it'll be a really um just eye-opening and you know just a really cool uh, place for them to grow
1: and one note about the ferris state volleyball team they've been working with ferris professor lucero flores uh, Paias from the English Literature and World Languages Department to learn more about Spain and Portugal, their culture, their languages. It's been a total Ferris State University team and leadership effort. Coach Tia Brando Wilhelm, uh, at the helm for nearly 30 years, ranks among the national leaders in D1 coaching volleyball victories and winning percentage in a native of Whitehall, Michigan, on the west coast Mm -hmm. of our state. Safe travels to Spain and Portugal on that 10-day trip, and good luck with everything with Ferris State Volleyball. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. All right, Coach Tia Brando Wilhelm joining us on another edition of Moving Ferris Forward. Each and every week we talk with Ferris President Dr. Bill Pink and other leaders like Coach Wilhelm who are moving Ferris forward with the opportunity to experience Overseas Competition and Culture. You can find out more on how Ferris is moving so many different departments and people forward. Go to ferris.edu. That is ferris.edu. And also just look up Ferris State Athletics and Volleyball Facebook, Twitter. I think they're taking some donations for the trip. You'll get more details there. Just look up Ferris State Athletics on Facebook and Twitter or Ferris State Volleyball. And remember, everything you need to know about Ferris and their leadership, go to ferris.edu. Big. Bad. Huge.